Hello, my name is Jason McMaster. Welcome to the latest episode of Lame Thrower, or Lame Throwaway, if you uh, speak uh, fancy pants. Um, I am a guy that's really great, and that's why I'm the host. With me tonight is Nick Johnston, a Bay Area expert on pain. I'm the expert of pain, and I do parle un peu de Francaise. There you go. And also with us tonight is Jacob Imbrogno. I'm on. Wait, is this a podcast? Am I on a podcast? Yeah, yeah, you're on a uh, podcast. Oh, okay, hello. I didn't tell him beforehand. I'm sorry, folks. This, this is a live one, right? Everybody can see me. Hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Keep your pants on or off. Hell, I don't know what kind of podcast you want. Um, it's your podcast. But this is <laughs> yes. This is uh, our show for nearing the end of January. I believe that we will actually our next show should be at the beginning of February. So uh, this week, you know, a lot of stuff's coming out in the next couple of weeks. It hasn't been super fast, or you know, lately. So uh, we just got a few things that we're gonna discuss. A few little things for the most part. Uh, we're gonna start off tonight with Nick Johnston. Uh, the professor of pain and have him uh, talk about uh, well, what, what was the game that, that you wanted to talk about, but you can't. I wanted to talk about fire emblem engage, which came out last Thursday. And I thought surely I would get a game that came out within a week of it coming out. If you get release day shipping, that was not the case. <laughs> uh, so instead I would like to bring to the table for everybody's discussion. Persona 3 Portable. So, I played Persona 3, and I think I played it on... Was it, Did it come out on just the PlayStation? So, Persona 3 and Persona 3 FES came out on the PlayStation 2. Okay, right. That's what uh, I played them on. But it also was out on Persona, Persona 3 Portable. The portable version came out for the PSP, and I believe it had a Vita digital release. Uh, oh, I, I think you're right. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm the resident Persona guy. Not to oh, no yeah. surprise there. Maybe Jason and I will fight over it. But no, you've played more than I have. I Jason <laughs> Jason <just> fact. <laughs> Jason actually knew me before I ever played a Persona. Uh, I really didn't get into them until about late 2020. Uh, yeah, kind of like right before the pandemic hit, I played Persona 4 Golden, and then I played through Persona 3 Portable kind of over December laying down being sick on my couch from God knows what was going around December of, of 2020. Uh, Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's a, it's a mystery. Yeah. Uh, Some so I, bad flu or something. So I've played persona three portable. I, I would say what relatively recently and last week, Atlas had re-released Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden, which had already been out on the PC for a few years on uh, Xbox, Game Pass, Switch, PlayStation, everything. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If it's a, if it's a modern console or PC, it will yeah. play these Personas. Certain refrigerators. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe your Tesla, if you have a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it would be awesome if it was on there just so you could listen to the soundtrack. That would be the that would be the reason. Yeah, the soundtracks for the Persona games are always so good. The, the, really the soundtracks are banger. 
Uh, I want to. Yeah. I'll talk a little bit about that later because I kind of screwed myself on the soundtrack. Uh, all of these soundtracks are also, I think, recently on Spotify and other streaming services before they just weren't yeah, licensed. A lot of this stuff has been coming out uh, on on like services, you know, official versions. Yeah, I mean, before you could find like someone's random upload onto YouTube or YouTube, somebody did like yeah. a bad cover and put it up on Spotify or a good cover. Uh, oh, sure. But those are like with this sort of re-release and worldwide push for the games, they're also getting the soundtrack more out there. So uh, that's that's one one positive to having this out. Uh, I can't say there's a whole lot of negatives. So uh, I've been playing it on Switch. It's my lay down and play an hour before bed or play 10 minutes on the toilet, which is probably too much time to be spending on the toilet, but you know, well, we're American to each their own. And it's it's what we do. It's, it's exactly like I remember uh, playing persona three on the, uh, on the PSP. You are, you you start off by being transferred to a, a new school and when you uh, arrive in your new dorm, around midnight, sort of everything turns oh, green. Shit. There's coffins everywhere. Green. And these sort of monsters start attacking you and your friends. And you you come across one of your first classmates, Yukari. And she's just she had, she's got this gun to her head, like oh, trying yeah. to pull the trigger. And they really don't do a great job of explaining why that happens, <laughs> even until like the very end. Uh, it's my favorite part of that game. <laughs> and so you, it's, it's like Fox News, just like <laughs> it's just like come on, uh, this is made for you guys. <laughs> yeah, this is so to me- mechanically those those guns are called invokers, yeah, or evokers. They're evokers. Sorry, evokers. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they look and function like a real gun. And supposedly you are able to summon your persona sort of when you have like that moment of you think you're going to die. So the only way they can cast a magic spell or throw out some fire or do do anything is they have every time you cast a spell, you are making your character or the playable characters think they're dying. And that is fucked up. Like that is super fucked up. Really? Like, if you think about in a fight, you're like, okay, heal, okay, uh, Miragi, okay, Agi, okay, Agi again, okay, Agi again. Every time you cast fire, this 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 high schooler <laughs> thinks they are it's dying. <laughs> they think this is the last second they have on Earth, and then boom, fire magic spell. Okay, everything's fine. It's uh, kind of like the opposite of the "It's a Wonderful Life" angel and the bell ring thing. It it is wild that that game got made in the first place and just sort of like given the climate of you know people being more self like more aware of video games that uh feature self-harm and sort of mental health that they'd be like yeah you know what 2023 this game's coming back uh it's time i have a question though so like from compared to the other personas is it the same where you're like the characters have to do the the summon of the persona every time. Yeah. So uh, okay. just like just like in four, or just like in in so in four, they're they're actually just it's very 
it's very dry. They just like play a tarot card. So like they just hold up a tarot card and then their persona comes out. Oh, or okay. in in five, they sort of tear off their mask and the, a persona comes out. In three, they shoot themselves in the head. Uh, right. It just, it just right. really kills me every time. It's like the funniest thing to me. It literally is like, what could we do to fuck with a rating system? <laughs> I just don't understand. It's so good. I don't know what that is, but I, I, it has to be M.A. Uh, in, in oh, the US. I think it was... I can't remember. Yeah, it probably was MA. It's not AO or anything. But. Oh, no. <laughs> it would have been a lot sexier, though. Uh, let me see what this is, actually. I know me clicking and looking it up doesn't play well for the radio, but... No, I think it plays uh, really well. Mature 17+, plus, yeah. It was, I, yeah. Like, given that... Uh, according to the ESRB, this is a role-playing game in which players control either a male or female student who teams up with other high school students to unravel the mystery between a ta- behind a tower people. called Tartarus. Uh, some sequences depict characters summoning personas by shooting themselves in the head with a gun-like device, parentheses, and an evoker. A gun. However, glass shards materialize through the exit wound. Bloodstains are sometimes depicted on walls, the ground, and the sides <laughs> yep. of Tartarus. Female personas are depicted topless or with revealing clothing. Male creatures yeah. have phallic-shaped heads and torsos. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Oh, they sure do. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That is classic oh, Mara sure right there. Do. We've already talked about Mara, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, rampant sexuality. Uh, rampant. Curse words such as SH star T, A star oh. S, and B star TCH. Yeah, I assume that's the big one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's B star star TCH. That's a star in there. There's, star, I think you pronounce the star. I, I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. I've come across that dialogue yet. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you gotta, you gotta let us know. That's like Bastich, like Lobo used to say in the comics. Never mind. Keep I don't know that comic. Sorry. That's that's past me. No one knows that. It's just me. Okay, it's fine. But uh, yeah, yeah, Jacob. It's 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 just kind of like the other the other personas. Uh, Instead of like four and five, where you have these separate dungeons that you're going through, there's a there's one common dungeon that you just uh, the Tartarus Tower that you climb yeah. higher and higher up in, and there'll be like certain dates that will essentially block you. Like, oh, you can't go past this gate; it's locked. It's just an arbitrary gate, arbitrarily locked. And at some time in the next lunar cycle it'll be like hey you can now we think you can go higher in the tower now and then you can go back and uh explore deeper uh those are usually you get a few levels and then yeah oh yeah you you can get some levels uh as you get higher and higher up different personas for you to uh capture will appear and you can take those you take them back to the velvet room you're still going to do your persona fusion uh what one one thing I I kind of wish they would have done, and I know this is just as far as I can tell a, a straight port of the PSP game, is add some quality of life features like <laughs> fusion calculators. Uh, I think. Oh in, sure, yeah. I don't know. They if didn't they want to do any work on this, dude. What are you talking about? I mean, there's a lot of things. Cash that, grab, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's a cash grab, and it worked because I will. Buy it two to three times. Oh, yeah, you don't want to the fans. They're not. They don't care about the money. Wait, what is that game? You have like forty-seven copies of. I have nine copies of Disgaea. 
That's right. Right. But how many copies do you have of that Gearbox game that doesn't work anymore? Oh, Battleborn? Uh, yeah. I have four copies of Battleborn. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, complete in box, yeah. You yeah. had some other JRPG I was thinking of, too, on the 360 or something. You had a ton of. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'll have to think about that. Uh... <laughs> so the quality of life just isn't there. They just ported the game and said, good good luck. Yeah, which I, I guess you can look at in one way, which is, oh, they're keep, keeping it faithful to the original experience. But uh, right yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't agree with I don't the original that, experience but... is you have to go to this GitHub repo where somebody has coded up their own fusion calculator and say, I would like to get this persona. And it says, okay, you need these two personas, and then you combine it with this third one, and then you do a triple fusion on this, and then you can get the one that you want, but only if you're at least level 68s. Jeez. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. And if you if you look at all the SMT games and the previous personas, uh, especially the the previous SMT games, like this is fairly common. Yeah, there's this sort of opaque fusion system. Uh, I think maybe they want you to say, hey try stuff out, but uh, it's like no. gambling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's very deterministic gambling. So two fusing two particular personas will always give you another persona, but it will sort of scramble their abilities. Because each one could have up to eight abilities, it will only pull in like a fraction the f- from from each. The ones that you made them, yeah. You have to choose, right? So, and, and yeah, depending on the game. So, I think in I think in Golden, you might have been able to choose. Uh, I'd have to double check, but in uh, in Persona Three Portable, you just enter into the fusion and then if it doesn't have the skills you want you say okay no thank you and then you back out and then you select them again and then it gives you a different set it's like it's sort of dumb stuff like that like not having yeah. a fusion calculator it's making yourself re- it's busy work and it, i kind of wish yeah. it was like okay how about you tell me the names of the skills you would like <laughs> uh right and as the esrb rating said uh they allow this is the only persona game that lets you choose between a male and a female protagonist every other persona game i believe has you and maybe even every other smt game has you locked in as a as a male protagonist and in the female protagonist route they rewrite a lot of the uh, social links which is the system where you can so the more visual novelty system where you're talking to people in game, you're learning more about them. They're learning more about you. You might be helping them like solve some of their problems or just talking with them. Uh, and that will give you the ability to fuse more powerful personas sort of in that, in that category. Because every, every social link will have like a category or a type associated with it. So, uh, Tanaka's Emporium might have the the devil persona, but your uh, one of your classmates in a sports club might have the strength persona. So if you want to summon stronger strength type personas, you hang out with them more after school, or you talk to them about getting a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or you build up your courage stat, and then you go do something fun and exciting together. Things like that. And, That's how it works in the real world too. So I mean. oh yeah, I've uh, 
I've, I've considered Jason my my intelligence persona. And oh, yeah, yeah. Jacob's right, my badass persona. We're only like sure, social yeah. link four. I think I think I got to find something that he needs. I'm not sure yet. We'll work that out. Um, yeah, some sort of gift. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I don't know how many hints I can give you. I'll have to check uh, the game manual. I think you already gave it to me and you're not repeating it. So I'm just going to have to send you stuff. It's going to be lingerie. It's going to be teddy bear. It's going to be chocolate. Obviously. Uh, maybe when we get to a, a GPU that you're looking for in Tarkov, we'll, we'll get there. I don't know. No, I could use that. I'd be happy. I'm sure Jacob. Uh, well, I only had one of them and I sent it to Jacob. Yes. Oh my God. I'm the uh, winner. <laughs> uh, so what I thought was really interesting for this game is that they reworked a lot of the social links for the the female protagonist side. Not only because some of them you can you can date, so they had to change around uh, essentially like women in a particular social link for the male protagonist would be uh, would be men in the female protagonist routes. So you can still sort of date and romance uh, the same types of people. Uh, yeah, no, that game's pretty cool. I always loved Persona Three. It was, uh, I think, that was my intro. Yeah, my entry into the Persona series. I didn't play the earlier ones originally. You know, I, I think uh, my later. I think my entry into the Persona series was four, and then I went back and I played SMT One, uh, which was a little rough, and then I kind of yeah. quit halfway through SMT Two. And that's when I think Zach told me, hey, you should check out Persona 3 Portable. Because I was like getting back into PSP stuff at the time. So yeah. got a copy of that before it went like ridiculously expensive. Uh, and kind of been on the Persona bandwagon ever since. So I guess it was my second ever Persona. Right. Uh, my third SMT game? I think that's right. Man. Uh, <laughs> one, one thing that's a little different than I think you'll probably remember on the, the PS2 is that because due to the memory constraints of uh, the, the PlayStation Portable and the UMDs being sort of inferior, they weren't able to put as much data on them. So you don't get a lot of the anime like AMVs or uh, oh wow or FMVs that you would have in the uh, PS2 version. And in the PS2 version, you would control a character where you sort of like walk around your dorm and take the stairs down. In in PlayStation, in the I keep saying PlayStation Three Portable. It's the in Persona Three Portable. Uh, it's it's menu based, so you'll have like this big like canvas, like this sort of Where's Waldo screen, and you can move around a cursor and highlight something and say I want to talk with them. And you oh, can wow. have huh. then it pops up some dialogue boxes, and then if you want to go there, you can move your cursor down to where the uh, the stairs are and say, like, go up. Or you can just hit, like, a quick menu and say, I want to go to my room. I want to go to the lobby. I want to go to the world map. I want to go to school. So, and it, you kind of lose out on the, like, walking around, exploring. Well, yeah, going through the school, yeah. But I I, I personally kind of like that. It felt like sure. I could, I could really optimize, like, oh, like, I want to go to school, but I don't want to have to, like, walk through like five different screens just so I can talk to somebody in the nurse's office. So I can just sure. go boom, world map, boom, school, boom, nurse's office, or actually it's a lot more efficient. Yeah. I mean, it's, and also it's a good way to cut out those, uh, 
those scenes, you know, uh, to save space. I mean, you know. Yeah. So instead of having like uh, this this baked three D model for every scene, it's just a slightly larger PNG that you can scroll around on. Uh, right. So maybe people won't like that as much graphically. I I really like that from a gameplay perspective because for me it was all about it's all about diving in the Tartarus and sort of when I need to go talk to this uh, social link or go uh, like steal something from the science room. I just want to get there and do that because that's the next thing I need to do so I can you know keep doing stuff in the Tartarus. Um, right. But I, I could understand maybe how, how people would find that experience flat or not as rewarding as moving around in a, a 3D world, kind of like you would be used to in uh, kind of all the other personas um, and the PS2 yeah. version. So Yeah, no, it wouldn't bother me, though. I mean, that's, you know, that kind of game, it's uh, it can all be baked down to menus pretty easily most of the time. And so to, to circle back a little bit on music, the... This game has one of the best uh, battle themes in all the Personas, and it's called Mass Destruction. You don't get that battle theme unless you choose the male protagonist. Oh, what the... That's interesting. So I'd never played the the female protagonist's uh, playthrough before, and I chose it for this, and I went into the first battle, and I'm like, okay... Maybe they were just playing a different song because it's like the, the first battle to get you in, into it. It's like a little more theatrical, but it's definitely going to play Mass Destruction. And then I get into the second battle. I'm like, okay, maybe this is like Persona 4 Golden because I got jumped. And sometimes it'll play different music depending on if you uh, have the advantage or they have the advantage or it's neutral. So I'm like, okay, I'll just be a bit more careful. And then I got the advantage on the next one. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Uh yeah, and then I looked it up and found that I don't get mass destruction. So that's really bizarre. Why would they like even? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like so much work, right? For um... did they did they replace it with a different song, or did they just like? <laughs> no, a, a... Is it a unique song for just the female, or is it they just grabbed a random song from another part of the the game? No, that that's a good question. It is a unique song just for the just for the female protagonist. Okay. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's starting to grow on me a little bit, but uh, like in my her- head, I was just that's I started strange. the battle and I wanted to hear the baby, 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 yeah. And oh, it, it just yeah. it didn't happen. And I'm like, Ex- what? Uh, yeah, that shit's not <laughs> right. So that that that's the only bad thing I would say about the music is that I. They, there should have been a toggle in there. There should be a toggle mm-hmm. that says mass destruction for battle music or this other bullshit that maybe you'd want to hear a couple times, That's but then you want to go bullshit. back. But then you want to go back to mass destruction. Uh, right, sure. Should, there should be an option. Yeah. But this, it's 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 a great game. It's a long RPG. It's a Persona game. If any of those interest you, it's uh, on Game Pass. It's on Switch. Yeah. It's on. Steam, it's on Xbox, it's on PS4, uh, 5, uh, it's on, on PSP, te- Tesla. it's on your, it's on your Tesla, possibly on your Tesla, mm-hmm. right, right, yeah, right, uh, that's why they have all those crashes, the, the AI is playing Persona, well, you have to be in a life or death situation to summon the Persona, so what do you do, you turn oh, on the autopilots, right, right, <laughs> that's right, it what does. was I even it does. thinking, 
Yeah. Holy shit, he is a genius. It's <laughs> <laughs> from all that time he's been spending with you and giving you gifts. You know, his level's so high. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Uh, Persona 3 is a fun game, uh, I, which is... <laughs> I hate the term fun when describing something. So much fun. like my friend Tom, just because it's like it's so nondescriptive. It's a, a it's just a word that says yes, I enjoy product. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, but like uh, I have always liked the Persona games. Um, I'm here to tell you I enjoy products. I'm here to say I know you do. I really enjoy the fusion, like the Persona or the Demon Fusion system in general. I think it's a fun way to. There we go with fun. I think it is a <laughs> different way of uh, I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's a, it's a it's a different way of advancement. Uh, yeah, I understand what you said. I got like, so uh, self-reflective. Progression. All I could think of was the word fun, <laughs> and it was just. It broke me. It just, it really got you. Well, because right, you were yes. like, don't say that word. And that's all I can think of now. Absolutely. I'm not going to say that. Where am I? Absolutely. Jason. And speaking of fun. Yeah. What fun games yeah. have you been playing? You know, let's go. We'll circle back on that okay. one. Uh, let's, talk, <laughs> let's talk to Jacob first real quick uh, about a couple of things. First, uh, I know, Jacob, you were playing a game called Infernax, right? Yeah. Um. I heard about this game from the uh, Rebel FM music podcast. They talked about how good the music was. So I figured I would look it up to see what it was. And it's a uh, it's like a 2D side scroller. It looks uh, it's like modeled after the old school kind of like um, 2D side scrollers. Like, I guess, 32 bit or 16 bit. I don't really know which one's which. This, um, it looks very yeah, kind of has a. Yeah, that's exactly. I was looking for. It. Yeah, it's it looks like a um, like a Metroidvania, Castlevania kind of game. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely that. You know, you're some lord that was off in a you know in war, and you come back and you find that your that your I don't know your your land is then the people in it are have been harassed by some monster, and you have to stop them. And you know, so you go and you kill monsters, and you get upgrades and better weapons and all that kind of stuff um sure the the game is the game is quite short you can get through it really fast which is uh kind of nice it isn't asking you to put 18 hours in you could probably get through it in like i don't know six to ten hours um especially right. if you mainline it but the the cool thing to make it feel more modern is that it does have a lot of side quests or not a lot i guess but it has side quests that you can do so you might come across a villager who will be like oh i heard about a monster in a cave over there it's scaring me can you go deal with it you know and so you'll go do that and you come back and they give you money for doing dealing with it um and the other thing that makes it feel modern is that you actually have choices in the game where you might come across someone and they're like you know you might come across somebody harassing someone else and they'll say oh this person was you know trying to rob me and the other person says no you know i i wasn't i was just trying to help them out and you know, and then you have a choice of like, do you do you want to kill this person that was, uh, you know, seems to be lying or do you want to let them go? And um, that kind of leads to kind of like your uh, if you're like uh, if you 
if you, uh, it leads to like your morality, right? Like if you're like a good person or a bad person. Um, and that ends up leading to a lot of different endings. I think the game has like seven different endings. That's um, cool. Based on different um, choices you make through the game. And, um, you know, so I, um, I, I enjoyed playing it. I beat it and everything, but I didn't go through all the endings. I, I didn't really want to like replay it over and over again. That sounds uh, so, good. Yeah, but it, the music is really good in it, and the um, the game feels really good. The movement in it, and and even though it's just a, a standard, like you said, like a like an old school Castlevania t- style game where it's you know it's the combat is incredibly simple, it does feel good. Uh, the game is definitely fun to play, and uh, yeah, Steam reviews mentioned Zelda two a lot too, which fascinates me because I'm a big Zelda two fan. Uh, I didn't play Zelda 2, so I'm not exactly sure how they compare it. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. It looks but a little yeah, that more game... to me like like Rambo from the NES. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I didn't play that. Um, I mean, I'm old, but I'm not oh. that old. I also didn't have it. Dude, you know, didn't have the platoon. The, the platoon NES game is so. <laughs> I played that game so much, and it sucked every time. Anyway, go ahead. Suck. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, so, and the game is also punishing, so it isn't like, um, you know, it definitely gives you a challenge. So if you die, um, you go back to your most recent save, which is very, like, old school, where it doesn't keep track of what you're, um, like, of what you did or anything. So you lose all your money and you lose, you lose all your progress. Uh, right, there sure. is So a, it's just, like, literally a save state. It's not like, you know, yeah. right, yeah. There is an option to change that so where you do get to keep a little like a small amount of the money and XP that you earned. And then they also do have um, like accessibility options to make the game really easy. If you wanted to just like get through it incredibly fast, like you could just you can just go into the, the options and turn on, you know, infinite lives or or um, sure. All or, that like, infinite shit. jumps and all that kind of stuff. And I actually I really appreciate games that do that because. You know, we all got we all have lives outside of video sure. games and and we got things to do. And, you know, if I wanted to see all the endings without going on online to look at them, it would be nice to be able to not have to worry about, oh, shoot, I better make this jump and then get back to the safe oh, point, yeah. you know, because every time you go through a room, if you go back into the previous room, all the enemies are still there, you know, so like you have to fight them again or you have to run run around <laughs> them. So, I mean, the game the game is punishing. So it's you nice to have that them. option. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did that a few times to get some upgrades. But, uh, like, you know, there were definitely times that I would go through a dungeon, I would get the, uh, you know, the new upgrade thing where I can, like, you know, dash or something. And I'm like, okay, I don't have a lot of health left. I want to get back to the save point, which is all the way outside the dungeon, so I can save, have the ability, and then go back and find the the boss. And I would get to like the the second to last room before getting out and I would die. And then I would have to do, I would start from the outside and have to go all the way back and get the ability. Because the game is difficult, but it was, uh, but it's still fun. And I'm, and I'm glad that they gave, they give people that option. So you can just kind of like get through the game as quickly as you want. Yeah. I'll also say that I appreciate games with those, uh, 
accessibility, easy in, invincibility modes, whatever you want to call it. Because, so, like you said, even there's there's people who just don't have necessarily the time to do all that, but also there are there are people who just can't do those sorts of things mechanically, and it's nice that they oh, yeah. can still experience the game sort of to the best of their abilities and not uh, not just be content gated out of it. So, right, yeah it it would definitely suck if that's a you know if if that if this game tickles like a you know an itch that you've had for an old school type game keep using that word or old school i hate it um you know this retro style game and it's just so difficult at this point that it's like oh i I can't do it anymore like i can't make these movements anymore for one reason or another so but yeah the game is very fun i i enjoyed it a lot and then i also played the new game that came out today called hi-fi rush Uh, it was announced on the uh, xbox dev thing that they did here it is the dev the xbox developer direct um so i watched i was watching the show i was watching uh, a streamer stream it and they were showing the games and it was i think a surprise to most people that this game was announced today and then they were like oh and by the way when the show ends you can play it and so i think that was a a good move for xbox especially because they're They've kind of been a little slow on releasing things. Um, they're like Game Pass has been Game Pass has been good for a lot of the games that they've added. Like you said, the the Persona games are on there, um, but not a lot of uh, Xbox exclusives, you know, that are on there that we've all been kind of like pining for. Um, so that came out today. It is a third person rhythm action game where you are. Uh, you play a character who uh, goes to some sort of like it, it's kind of like a robotics school slash like company that uh, they like were looking they're looking for they uh, I guess they call them test subjects to give them robotic parts to replace like you know like if somebody's injured so the main character he you first medium and he has his arm in a sling and he shows up to the place and and uh you know he goes in to get the his arm replaced with a robotic arm and you know circumstances happen and uh he accident accidentally his like ipod looking thing ends up going into the process as well and so his his ipod is now playing music in like the battery pack that powers his arm and it makes everything uh, kind of like follow to the beat of all the music. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so and then he's labeled a defect. And so they're all trying to like stop him. And of course, he's like, well, you know, I'm not a defect. You know, I didn't cause this. You guys did. And, you know, you you, you quickly find out that defects do not get repaired. They get eliminated. So now it's like a fight for your life kind of a thing. And, uh, you know, so the, yeah. the goal is to the goal is to fight on the beat of of the music that's playing. So it's it's pretty fun. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, it looks great. Like the style. Uh, it looks like they have a lot of pretty cool licensed music, too. 
Yeah, they do have a lot of licensed music. Um, they did they did do original music for it as well. There's like a streamer mode option if you, you end up streaming it. But they do have like licensed music from like Nine Inch Nails and um, I don't know a few other ones. I didn't I didn't look at all the the list. I can't remember all of them. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 good. Um, it also is nice that it so like you you listen to the music while you're playing, of course. But also everything in the world is also on beat with the music. So there might be like a bush or a tree and it'll move to the beat as well. And so will like the like your health bar has like a an outline to it that's that's pulsating to the beat. So even though like like you can you have a lot of visual indicators that show you where the beat is. And then you can even ha- you can have one added to the bottom that that shows you exactly where the beat is like you know two half circles coming together in the middle so you always can you you always can find it even if you struggle to find the beat um so it's like uh it kind of is almost like a metronome kind of thing going for that gives you an idea of when to punch and stuff like that like yeah or attack or whatever Mm -hmm. and the other thing that they do that i like about it is it, even if you hit the like attack button and you hit it off the beat, the play, the like the animation will actually still hit on the beat and you just won't get the like bonus damage and points for it because it, it is kind of like a it is kind of like a points system where you go into a, a fight and you have to clear the enemies in the small arena that they give you and then you get like a score. You know, oh, you got an A or a B or whatever. And Oh, does it play like Guitar Hero or something somewhat? No, it's it isn't like um, it isn't like you're seeing something that's telling you how to do it. There are like combo lists that you you like can learn. Oh, but okay. it's it's um, like so when you press the attack button, if you're off the beat, the character will still swing and hit on the beat. And that way, the reason they do that, and they tell you right away, they tell you they. We do this so w- the best way you can stay on the beat is just press the attack button as soon as your character is hitting. So right. you can always just time your hits to, like, you can always time the next hit with the previous one. You know what I mean? Huh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I found that very helpful for people who who might struggle to keep with the beat, that they can just they can just time everything with the hitting. So even if the first button presses off the rest of them will be on right uh so you know it's it's really good um it's it a good kind way of to learn to you know yeah it uh it reminded me it reminds me a lot of um the movie baby driver because i haven't i haven't actually seen that movie i've heard i should but the name always kind of put me off that is a really good movie uh, yeah it's just baby driver just i don't know there's something about it just really bothers me so the the reason I I bring it up is because in the cutscenes, even all the the everything in the cutscenes are also in time with the music that's being played. So the characters will like something will move and make a noise, or like the character will like you know punch his fists or something, and, and it'll everything will be in, in time. And that's that's how Baby Driver is. Um, you know, there's Baby Driver focuses a lot on the music and oh, the driving yeah, sure. and stuff. But even in the between that, the editing is all done, yeah, to the beat, basically. And yeah, so I, I should watch that. Sounds cool. 
there's like there's times in baby driver when they're like you know they're cocking a gun or they're close slamming a, a car door and it's always in time with whatever song is playing so so there's a they really t- did that in the game and it it works really well um and you also get a like a sidekick character kind of a thing that's a cat so i mean game of the year right there oh, right i'm just i'm just saying sure right i mean i'm so the, both of these are on game pass right yeah yeah you can uh download hi-fi rush right now and, and Infernax. yeah and Infernax. yeah i forgot about that game yeah <laughs> yeah no that's really cool um I'm certainly going to try Hi-Fi Rush. That's uh, of interest to me very much. It looks like something's very much up my alley. Uh, I'm still waiting for them to release their spiritual sequel to Jet Set Radio, which is supposed to be this summer. Uh, I'm, I always forget the name of it, but it's not Hi-Fi Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, but it my, looks my, pretty awesome. My one gripe with the game is I feel like your character moves a little slow. I wish that the pace was a little bit faster, uh, but I think that they did that just so it was a little more, um, it, the, the learning curve for fighting on the beat was a little bit better. And, and like I said, I've only played like four hours of it. So for all I know, the later levels might have faster tempoed songs and your character and your moves might move faster. Yeah. I would probably wager that. Yeah. Um, the game I was talking about is called uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, and it's made by the people that did Jet Set Radio and all that. So, so I haven't played Jet Set so Radio hard. in so long. It's so good. God, those games are so good. Um, no, that sounds really cool. Um, I'm certainly interested in, in checking out Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, yeah, if you have Game Pass, it's it's worth it for sure. the The style is is very good. Reminds me a lot of uh, like Beautiful Joe. Have you ever played those games? I love sure. those games. Yeah, it's a real kind of cool uh, anime-ish, cel-shaded kind of look to a lot of the stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a neat looking game. Um, and I guess we could talk about what I've been playing for for a short time because it's not I'm you know not real proud of myself. No, I'm plenty. I mean, proud you don't of have myself, to. What I'm talking yeah, you don't about. have to. No, no, this I'm is your podcast. This is a safe place. That's that's true. Well, if it's a safe place, then uh, no, I've been playing some Metal Gear Solid Five again. It's just such a good game. Um, I really should try it. Everyone says it's really good, but I haven't touched oh, a Metal Gear Solid since uh, four. Oh, it well, kind of like wore me out, you know. With well, its, four is yeah, it's movie four that it had in the, in the middle of it. Yeah, uh, that's not. Yeah, that that's basically Metal Gear. Yeah, Every Metal sure. Gear is going to have like a forty-five minute sequence somewhere mm-hmm. that yeah. you're going to have to endure. Uh, like for instance, and there's plenty of long-winded stuff in Metal Gear Solid Five, but uh, the intro to that game is super cool the first time you do it. Oh my god. <laughs> ever want to play it again? Holy shit. Uh what I usually do is I'll just download somebody's save files <laughs> and and put them in that folder so I don't have to do it again. Uh it's so cool looking, but it's so long. Oh my god. I just I just can't do it, you know. I will, I mean like the first 5 minutes are pretty great, 
Like if you want to just watch that and then go find somebody's save files. There's no uh, skip intro option. This isn't like uh, <laughs> Netflix or something. Oh no! Oh no! no of Kojima no. is forcing you to watch what he made. No. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not getting out of this. Did I, did <laughs> I mention, Jason, that I've I've tried to play Metal Gear Solid Five like six different times, and every time I get <laughs> I get like maybe five hours in, like I get past the intro, I do a couple of the missions, I rescue the mm. person you're supposed to. And True. then uh, I think my my longest one was I made it all the way to the kind of a, an area where you are building up a base. And I was just like, yeah. I just can't do this. Like, I don't think oh, I, man. I don't think I personally enjoy the Metal Gear solid game loop. I don't, I don't like the, taking some weapons, figuring out every guard sort of wrote. I, I didn't like this about Hitman They're either. Pathing. And that's about, this is definitely a me problem. But yeah, I don't like watching all oh, the pathing yeah, no. for like 25 different people figuring out, okay, here's the, here's the point where I can jump in, take out this person, and then wait another couple minutes to sort of figure stuff out. I, I like to get in there and run and gun, which you might be able to do later in the game when you get more stuff, but definitely not in the first 10 hours. <laughs> so, so one of my favorite things about Metal Gear Solid 5 is the Fulton balloon system. <laughs> that's that's one of the things that keeps me entertained, I think. Uh up until the point where you just start doing crazy shit. Uh but, you know, uh, for people that haven't played it or don't know, uh you have a base and uh it's way out in the ocean and uh to people it with uh, workers, you knock a dude out and then attach a balloon to him, which shoots him up in the atmosphere and then a plane scoops him up. So uh, one way to get rid of somebody <laughs> that you don't really, really, really want anybody to find. Or like if you're sneaking through a place and you're like, uh, I could drag this guy somewhere or I could just Fulton him. Uh, it's what it becomes to me, you know, or like doing like five or six guys, like all right around each other at once. It's really funny watching them all fly up. Eventually you get one where you can, uh, Fulton Jeeps and stuff like that. That's a good time. You know, um, uh, yeah, Fulton is, it's, it's the reason to play that game until you get the crazy shit where you're, you're just kind of like shooting people with a sniper rifle far off or. You know, like the other great thing about that is he named, you know, your your name is the Diamond Dogs. The writing in this one is so stupid that it's awesome. Like, it's like some of the Metal Gears go so stupid that it's not awesome. It's just really long and convoluted. But Metal Gear Solid Five has some real treasures in there. Uh, listening to all the different interview tapes and the different kind of... Uh, data tapes and everything that you uh you find during your your excursions into wherever the hell you're going and uh yeah you so you kidnap people and force them to work on your base is that what (laughs) you're telling me (laughs) and you're the you're the and you're the so you play the antagonist in this like you're the bad guy you could say that uh it depends (laughs) on what side you're on (laughs) <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah, that's true. We're all the heroes around uh, stories. 
This is like Metal Gear Solid Five is the angry Solid Snake game. <laughs> it's like it's like the Solid Snake, and everybody's real sick of this shit. Uh, so they're just they're tired of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so you know if you, you're you're at work and uh, then you get knocked out and then you wake up in the atmosphere being picked up by a jet and then they drop you off on a platform and you mm-hmm. work for Solid Snake. I don't, I mean, that's just kind of like, that's just like onboarding for some places, you know? Um, I would love to to go through the orientation after that, you know, like, yeah. what are they? Yeah. Welcome, you work here now, we saved you. Like, yeah. Did you though? Well, where are they going to go? So, in the middle of ocean on a giant platform. <laughs> Might yeah, as well I mean, just chill it, out. The food's it okay. It does sound like a prison. Yes, that is true. <laughs> uh, but no, it's uh, the game's just so crazy, and it's uh, it's about just excesses, and there's all you know those crazy, goofy uh, Kojima things, you know, where he's so obsessed with like the excess of the you know of the world and like the of of american culture Mm -hmm. Um, so it's always some sort of sarcastic jackass statement uh but this one's a pretty funny one Uh, you know i dig that uh and i really do like the actual mechanics of the game i think it's a pretty pretty good time uh, just kind of stalking through the desert or the swamp or wherever the hell and uh, knocking dudes out and sending them to meet um, Kaz at uh, at the base. Um, but other than that, I started a, something we're going to talk about eventually, but I'll mention that I, uh, and I've been streaming this for folks that want to go to twitch.tv slash JV McMaster. Um, my, uh, and that is Jay's and Jason V's van. McMaster. Um, I've been streaming a, a heavily modded Fallout New Vegas uh, run. So once I get through that, we'll talk about that too. But those are really the only things I've been doing other than, uh, of course, uh, old Ball and Chain Tarkov. Yeah, it, it uh, never pulls you away. I mean, it doesn't allow it. No. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I think, we, right. think you signed an agreement when you bought the game. Not really sure. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, uh, it's kind of like Hellraiser. Did you see that they that somebody put Tarkov up on Steam and it was not the uh, devs of Tarkov? Yeah, I saw that. I actually think that's, that's happened before. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's just it is ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, uh, not freaking game. No, they wouldn't. Yeah, that freaking game. But anyway, uh, so what are you guys looking forward to playing over the next uh, couple of weeks? What uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Some of it controversial, some of it not. I would like to get Fire Emblem Engage since I paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, it hasn't come out yet, right? It came out last it's, Thursday. It's um, only been out a week, dude. I mean, come on. Are they shipping through the Pony Express? The actual Pony Express, right? Right, right, exactly. I I would hope if it was on the Pony Express, it would have been here a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe you could ride the pony. Ride the pony. That might be a bit beyond me. Uh, other, <laughs> other than that, there's not a whole lot coming out 
that I probably will be playing. Uh, Disgaea 7. I'm a big Disgaea fan. They uh, oh, yes. Disgaea 7 is coming out, but in Japan, uh, and only in Japanese for now. And though I'm learning Japanese, I don't think I know enough Japanese to play through a Disgaea 7 meaningfully. So, uh, It's a good way to learn, though. Um, well, it's all the... Yeah, okay. It depends on what you're learning. If you're learning spoken Japanese, it is different than what the hell you're going to find in Disgaea 7. Um, yeah, there's still, like there's a lot of vocab that I'm still, still working on. Yeah. And I probably need to know at least a few hundred kanji before I, I jump into something like that. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but yeah, just just Fire Emblem for me. I got Persona 4 Golden also sitting here on the Switch, and looking forward to playing through that for a second time. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about Fire Emblem, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, you, Jacob? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll bring up the controversial one. Um, I I am looking forward to playing Hogwarts Legacy. Um, sure. I am. I mean, I am too a bit. Uh, I'll probably have a press copy. Um, when, uh, you know, I've, I've always wanted to become a game dev. So I always think about different IPs becoming games. And, and this game is exactly, is like pretty close to what I was imagining what I would like if I, you know, had all the time and knowledge that I would have made. Um, I understand that it sure. supports somebody who does not appreciate, um, uh, you know, some people's lifestyle and, and choices and things. Um, I, I don't I'm like say that doesn't appreciate is maybe an understatement. Uh, sure. When, when she directly funds people who attack those people, not only through policy, but, but physically, but yeah. I mean, it's also, it's also a video game. So I, I'm not here to tell people what they can and can't play, but, I will yeah, be. no, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of J.K. Rowling and the, or her attitude. Um, right. Yeah, it's. I, I agree. I mean, it's. It. I struggle with this. Um, I struggle with the idea of of supporting of supporting something that she is behind and everything. But I don't really know how much she's actually supporting this game particularly other than the like just allowing the ip to be used that doesn't really change the fact that well, she still gets paid no, for it so um, I, that's not gonna change anything i mean a lot of shitty people get paid for everything we do there's, there's uh, no ethic- i was just gonna say there's no ethical consumption under capitalism and right i don't think either of you pa- playing it is going to make a material difference like whether you play it or not like apparently yeah, it's pre-sold I mean- or going to going to have so many players that if I told oh, yeah. everybody I know said we're not going to play this game, it would make zero difference. So that's kind of oh, no, I'll probably get a press copy anyway. Uh, so uh, got that going for me. Hey, <laughs> I mean, I will. Uh, I, I mean, this doesn't matter that much, I guess. But I, I don't usually buy games when they first come out, so I, I probably won't pick this up until I don't know. Probably uh, there's some sort of sale on it. Yeah. yeah, but like that's the. I mean, I am interested in it. Um, do you I'm get to interested. Choose your house, or do they choose based off of like a quiz? Do you know I anything about that? Oh, I, no, I don't. I don't know. I really don't look. I really don't pay attention to games prior to them coming out. Honestly, like yeah. See that that's my thing too. But I mean, that's a, just a man. If I I don't know. 
so many games don't come out when they say they're going to. And I, I just hate getting excited about something, you know, <laughs> then it doesn't come out. So I, right. I don't pay attention to anything until it's launched. Yeah. Uh, um, but I am curious about that as well. I will admit. And I, I know it's set like what, a couple hundred years ago. It, yeah, it's in the 1800s. So oh, it, it yeah, has nothing to do with, um, it has nothing to do with the stories that we know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know anything about the house choosing or anything like that. I kind of just know the game exists and I've seen a little bit of it. Um, I mean, I'll probably watch some of it when it comes out on Twitch or something just to see what sure, it's like. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. I think a lot of people are curious. I think it's, uh, kind of a weird, sad situation for a lot of people too. Um, yeah, definitely. Do I yeah, like this. have like a, a house that you want? Like you're like, I oh, I got to be Hufflepuff or mm, I'm a Slytherin guy. Um, uh, I don't care. I think Slytherin's entertaining. Um, I'm always a sucker a, for idea. the I'm a sucker for the hero role. So I would, you know, I would choose the I would choose the Gryffindor house. Pick me Gryffindor kind of a thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd be I don't care. I think Ravenclaw would be cool. I think it's being rad. Just being a wizard would be cool. I, that, and like yeah. setting it in that that's, time period is pretty funny because it's like there's really nothing in Harry Potter that's specific to the 20th century for the meat of the movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean the books are set in like the uh, like the late 80s, right? Or 90s. I mean, right. Um, so I mean, you know, yeah. You don't spend a lot of time out in the outside world on this. Yeah, movies. not really. I guess I'll list off a few other things while we're wrapping up. Um, the Dead Space. Uh, oh sure. Not really. Yeah. A, it's not a remaster, right? It's a. Uh, it's a remake. remake. Yeah. So um, I loved the first Dead Space. I'm interested in this one, but I like I said, I don't really buy games right when they come out. Um, right. I forgot about Star that. Wars. That's, that's Friday, right? Um. Yeah, on Friday. Is it out. this Friday? Yep. Wow. January twenty seventh. So yeah, that well, I'll be. I know a ton of people are super excited for that. Um, I'm, I hope it's good because I, I would love to play through it again. Yeah, no, that's uh, it looks nice. We'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. See if they changed it. I think they did some. Uh, let's see, Star Wars Jedi Survivor comes out in March. I really enjoyed the first one, so I would I would like to play that one. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, surprisingly in the next few weeks but yeah i'm sure we'll cover all of it <laughs> do you one have way a, or the other do you have a hot one that you're looking forward to jason uh geez isn't there something coming out like real soon that i want i, I Maybe. don't really remember yeah wait when does it stalker 2 oh that's december no. i I do want Stalker 2, but yeah, I don't think it's anytime soon. Is it Kerbal uh, Space Program 2 coming out in February? Yes. It actually is Kerbal Space Program 2. Bam, knew I'm it. I'm kind of curious kind of curious to see what state it's going to be in at release, because I know mm-hmm. they probably aren't. I think all 50 states. California. All 50? Alaska. All 50. New York. All, even those ones that aren't connected? 50. Illinois. I'm only interested in the continental U.S. Iowa. Right. Obviously, Idaho only Montana. I could name all 50 states, but that doesn't sound very good. I'm I mean, I'm interested. (laughs) I forgot the ones I've listed already. 
<laughs> Perfect. This is a hell of a show. <laughs> we're just we're running on fumes here. All right. Well, we'll just go ahead and wrap it up for this week. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me tonight. I want to say thank you to Nick Johnston. Yeah, thank you, Jason. Always glad to be and here. And Jacob Imbrogno. You can't see the the chef's kiss kind of fingers I'm doing right now when I say I, that. I can feel it. I can feel it. Um, and uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at McMaster before it explodes. Uh and uh, you know, at Stocky Wit and at NM John uh, for my buddies here. And uh, you know, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, uh, bye. <laughs>